Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Bungie lawsuit against cheaters. If you're watching this on my other channel where I do the uploads, there should be a card in the upper corner at the beginning and end of this video. If you want to come watch my live streams, SNTRlive.com will get you to my YouTube channel where we do the live streams. Also, uh, you can always use SNTRnetwork.com. We'll have a lot of great features there for you guys and all my content hits there as well. So, the Bungie lawsuit against cheaters, this is a, this is actually a new thing. Some people are, are maybe assuming this is the thing they already did. There was a time where they already did something um, with a cease and desist, but this is actually brand new news. I think it was January 11th when the news hit that Bungie and Riot actually filed a lawsuit against Gator Cheats, a major cheat provider for both Destiny and Valorant. Uh, If you're not familiar with Valorant, it's made by Riot. Riot also makes League of Legends. Um, This is not the first time Bungie has actually flexed legally against a cheat provider. I think some people are assuming this is the same thing, and it's not. They previously sent a cease and desist to Perfect Aim, which caused some to celebrate and the cheaters to complain. Plane. There's a really, really funny video of Astacross like reading through those forums of Perfect Aim. Everybody was very, very upset. Perfect Aim essentially shut down, but then the cheats got distributed. You know, we all kind of saw that coming. It's a bit of a cheat, you know, cheat distributor whack-a-mole at this point. And some people are wondering at this point is, you know, is this going to have a long-lasting effect? Like, is this the new approach since we don't have a genuine Destiny 2 anti-cheat? Uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launched, Trials was delayed, it's finally come back, we have Trials Adept Weapons now, and the question is, are the new Adept Weapons going to cause, you know, a rise in the future? Maybe this is a way to sort of slow things down before we get there. So, what happened? What, what exactly is going on? So, according to a Polygon post, um, you know, Bungie and Riot... Uh, filed the complaint in the Central District of California, and they are, quote, alleging that Cameron Santos of Gator Cheats, as well as others, is trafficking in a portfolio of malicious cheats and hacks. So that's essentially what they're doing is they're, they're filing this complaint to say, you know, this guy's doing this with his with his software. He's distributing it. Now, usually when these sorts of things happen, I was actually really surprised when the cease and desist was sent to perfect aim that there were people that were sort of like it's actually not you know something you can sue for it's not wrong because they're not actively cheating in the game they're just distributing it i always thought that that seemed pretty weak and apparently it is so here's a fuller quote on the uh, on the matter bungie and riot allege that santos and the gators cheats uh, uh, Gators Cheat staff sell and distribute their cheating software through a website, but also via email, Telegram, and Discord. The software provided is specifically designed to go undetected by Riot and Bungie's anti-cheat technology systems. That's hilarious because Bungie doesn't have anti-cheat technology. Uh, access to the cheating software ranges from $90 a month up to 500 to lifetime access to the cheat. Lawyers allege that Gator Cheats has made tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars from the cheats. So this is a very, very lucrative business for people. There are also people that do account recoveries and use cheats. So they're making money using the cheat, right? That's That was one of the things that came up the last time that we talked about this is people like, my gosh, who's willing to spend $90 a month? Well, somebody who's going to make that back and then some doing account recoveries has no problem 
doing that. Now, I'm not taking aim in account recoveries. I don't think that's as big of an issue as people tend to make it. I think people tend to kind of overblow that, uh, you know, because if it's if it's a legitimate player, that's between that you know that person's account and Bungie. If Bungie wants to allow people to you know share passwords and they want to hand the controller to that person, however, we do know there is a large number of people that do account recoveries and they cheat while doing so to guarantee good business turnover. And also, one weekend of cheating on somebody's random account from Texas, you know, that person's probably not going to get in trouble because it's a one-time, one-off anomalous thing. Now, what's the problem, right? You know, what's the real issue here? Generally, the problem with cheating in Destiny on PC is a variety of things. First, the zero barrier of entry to get into the Crucible or Trials of Osiris is something other games with free-to-play options have faced in large numbers. Many of you will remember when Fortnite launched, it was generally, I think, within the first month or two that they had a humongous cheating problem. People would intentionally stream snipe. I was playing. We were, you know, we were playing with some pretty big streamers back then. We were sitting at the top of the directory and we would get stream sniped relentlessly by people using aimbots and that game you know really had to clamp down on cheating and I, it still happens but anytime you have that free to play option when there's that zero barrier of entry that's going to be your primary problem secondly the lack of true anti-cheat will always put Bungie into a position to having to respond react review and verify if people have actually cheated so there isn't something automatic no matter what people tell you there's nobody getting automatically bought for I don't know for example if they're running WebEx software <laughs> That's not a thing. There's no automatic banning in Destiny. We don't have genuine anti-cheat. They described the process in a previous blog post where flagged accounts are reviewed, the cheating is verified, and then the person is banned. So we don't actually have anti-cheat. Now, the, now Bungie muddied the waters and they said like, oh, you know, we have anti-cheat software that lots of other companies use. It runs in the background and blah, blah, blah. Anti-cheat as a gaming colloquialism refers to a front-end preventative software that detects and blocks cheats and enforces people with a ban or or a restriction when they actually are running some sort of a cheat software. We don't have that. So I feel that their communication on this has been generally awful and that they really, really muddied the waters and made it very confusing. Lawsuits, C&Ds, and other measures like the current one definitely help, but they are only slowing the flow of cheaters. Lastly, with an updated pool of adept weapons and armor headed to Trials of Osiris in Season 13, there will be an increase in cheating and recoveries who cheat, making the playlist even more ripe for the picking. So, people that enjoy cheating, people that do recoveries and they cheat while they're while they're doing the recovery, the, the, the playlist is going to be ripe for the picking, right? You've got, you've got brand new loot coming, and that tends to be an enormous motivator, right? An enormous motivator for people to install and use cheats, all right? Lastly, the economy of cheating is the real issue here. This is basically a business now. Cheating in the game for other people, distributing the cheats, right? This is this is becoming a 
booming business. The rise of an economic landscape for cheating is becoming an increasing threat to online gaming. From the cheat providers themselves to those willing to recover your account and cheat for you, there's a ridiculous amount of money to be made. As they assert in their complaint, Gators Cheats has made tens of thousands of dollars. That's kind of insane if you think about it. They basically are selling an aimbot. And as far as a business structure goes, they're really smart about it. It's a subscription, right? We're going to guarantee you updates to ensure the cheat's still working so you're not getting that one-time fee. And if you want to do the one-time fee, it's pretty exorbitant. $500 for a cheat in a game where your account may get banned or the cheat may get shut down. Like, that's pretty. That's a pretty high dollar amount and that's where we're kind of hoping you're going to kind of start hitting people where it hurts. Like, they're going to they're going to actually feel that pain of I'm paying for cheats and I can't use them. Without strong legal action and bulwarks put in place, this will often feel like cheat company whack-a-mole. The cheats can be redistributed and sold by another company within just a few days or weeks after these prop-up companies get shut down. Obviously, Gators Cheats was you know pretty popular and pretty large, but another one could likely prop up and, co- and crop up in its place as long as the cheats get redistributed again, which they likely already have done. The website's down, and they're probably wanting to recoup some of the loss and they're going to try and sell those to other companies. The ever-changing landscape of the internet continues to prove that we are still on the frontier. We're on the front edge of the wave. These are new, new you know, areas of the world that we have to go into and, and, and understand and discover. Like, we, you have identity theft, bank fraud, cheating, cancel culture, increasing need for cybersecurity. Companies need help protecting their property and their consumer base, right? They need to be able to actually protect their product. If you're an independent studio and you want to launch out and do some pvp game you have to understand your game's going to get decimated by cheaters and likely that could cause financial ruin the money spent the money needed the investment the staff all those all those margins are razor thin and your game's not going to go anywhere if the cheaters come in and just absolutely destroy it so the economy of cheating is ever changing and evolving and i'm not even sure if this is the beginning of of a long long fight or if more things need to be done Hopefully it can minimize cheating on PC to some degree. As we know, next season, consoles are going to get some DDoS protection. Most people that want to play and not deal with cheating are actually flooding to the next-gen consoles to avoid it. And that's not good for your player base, uh, player base distribution. So we're going to go to Q&A. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. If you want to submit questions, you need to be a paying member. We can keep having this back and forth. As always, if you're watching on the other channel, click the card up in the corner. Come join us on the live stream. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Bungie's lawsuit against Gator Cheats. If you're listening to this on any of the other platforms, you can always catch me live on YouTube. SNTRlive.com will bring you to my YouTube channel where we do daily live streams. Also be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com We're adding new features hopefully this month there and uh, you, you'll be able to take advantage of some of that stuff very very soon. So, the torch coming in with the first question do you think there is any chance Bungie could be awarded the Gator Cheat software and use it to reverse engineer anti-cheat? Yeah, I don't know exactly you know how far they want to push this down the road I think generally the goal would be 
quick and decisive action you know get these sites shut down they're not trying to you know i wouldn't think they're trying to like get money from him or you know even his software or whatever now they could basically say listen you either give us the software or we're going to take you to the cleaners because they could i mean they could essentially say all that money made is essentially owed to them you know to a certain degree i think that'd be a pretty easy case to make uh and and this guy's not going to have He's not going to have the legal backing of a company uh, like Destiny. So, I would say, you know, that they could they could easily make that sort of an arrangement. Like, you either, you either, you know, pay us X number of dollars in damages, or uh, you give me the software. Somebody's saying they did ask for the software. So, if the actual complaint is requesting the software, I mean, there's... There's no way to know what version he sends them, right? He could send them a messed up version, an outdated version, an old version. He could send them something that's like basically not even the you know the, the real thing. Here's the thing: they don't need that, right? For all intents and purposes, they could have bought. They could have somebody could have went and bought it, and they could have had access to it to slice it up. Now, obviously, there's probably more in the background that they would like to have access to. Like if he's got you know, background code that you can't necessarily see when you buy it, um, you know, that potentially might be helpful to them. You know, but in general, I think this is, again, just the beginning. I I think that the CND they sent Perfect Aim was kind of the shot that started the war, and now we're in this fight of, you know, cheat company whack-a-mole. A lot of these cheat companies, I think, are, are going to have to either find creative ways to avoid the litigation and the reach of the CNDs. They could essentially say, well, we don't operate, uh, you know, inside of America. This is where we operate or whatever. Um, you know, th- they could do that. You know, there's, there's always the possibility they could do that. And then that might make it a little bit more complicated. But... Even that's not a surefire way to get everything set up. You, you have to have everything housed outside of countries that would basically play ball. You see what I'm saying? Like, Riot and Bungie are going to get most countries to play ball and shut the servers down, shut the domain down, shut the, shut the website down, whatever. So you're going to have to literally house everything on, on servers and domains and stuff and, and have it all funneled through countries that are not going to play you know play along with these 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 software companies these development companies because ultimately that's what's going to happen you're you're going to have to try to avoid the the reach the reach of the lawsuits and stuff um and so if they if they don't if they if they don't ever do anything internal in the game if they don't ever actually if they don't ever actually use true anti-cheat i feel like we're always going to be in this game of catch-up right it's like a weird foot race where Bungie's running up to the to the lead to the leader in the race, right? The guy who's who's distributing the most cheats and they knock him down, right? He falls down. And then eventually somebody else pulls out ahead and they're going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to find, you know, who's the lead distributor of the cheat in, you know, 3 months cuz there will be another one and then they're going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to go and try and chop that site down. Now, this may just be the world we live in for the time being or even for the foreseeable future that these companies have to 
play cheat company whack-a-mole where whoever pops up whoever's the most popular you gotta flex on them legally and get them the frick out of here as i said at the end of my video the economy of cheating is enormous these people are making tons of money so you would think companies would start to catch on and say well this is ridiculous we don't we don't want this to be a thing we don't want people to be able to literally buy cheats and ruin the experience for others. Like that's not that's not what we want. We want our game to be about. We want our game to be enjoyed and fun and 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 celebrated by others. And that can't happen when you're booting up and getting aimbotted. So and it, I think it adds insult to injury that they make tons of money. They're not just distributing it for free. Like hey, here I hate this game. Here's a free cheat. No, they're updating it, they're maintaining it, they have a subscription model for crying out loud. Like, you're literally subscribing to continue using the cheat. Like, these are these guys are acting like businessmen. You know what I'm saying? They're treating it like a business. And, you know, companies are going to start to catch on and be like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, some some zit-faced dude in his basement is making is making absolute bank selling cheats for our game and our paying consumers or our our engaged consumer base is having their experience ruined you know and so i there there's a handful of ways to you know to approach this cuz you know even even Valorant's anti-cheat i mean King Cobra's bringing it up Valorant's anti-cheat's pretty extreme. Now, I think people overblew it, and they were like, oh, they're they're, they're getting access to your root drive, blah, blah, blah. There are tons of anti-cheat out there that do the exact same thing that Riot's anti-cheat did. They weren't the first company to do, like, a rootkit install for their anti-cheat, okay? They weren't the first company to do it. Tons of other anti-cheats install at that level of your system. And, as King Cobra's saying, people were still cheating. People were still getting around it, Right? Now, obviously, when you have something like that on the front end, it certainly stops a lot. It stops a lot of the the lower level ones, or the the fly by nights, or the freeze, or you know, if they're finding cheats and hacks and different things in different places, you know, that anti cheat is probably going to stop a lot of it. But it still gets through. I think the challenge with Destiny is Destiny's always playing catch up, relying on reports, then relying on an actual living person to review and verify that the person was in fact cheating you know um you know i could see a couple streaks in that hair looking good i'm not putting streaks in my hair dude i'm waiting for salt some salt and pepper on the sides that's what i'm waiting for i you know if you don't ever have anything if you have nothing on the front end like i just feel like we're always going to be playing catch up they're going to be playing catch up in two ways Number one, you're always playing catch up banning people. Your game is free to play. People can play Crucible and people can play Trials and spend literally zero dollars. Zero dollars. Okay? So you have low barrier of entry, nothing on the front end that anybody has to install. Now, the best thing they've done recently that probably will start helping is the two factor authentication, right? Um. You just had to convince me, didn't you? I'm telling you, Sven, you'll never go back. That bagel breakfast sandwich is the king. It is the all-reigning champion of breakfast sandwiches. It will never be beaten. Never. You'd have to find a hole-in-the-wall, like, soul food restaurant that uses, like, I don't know, like, waffles for the bun and the chicken's kind of spicy with some maple syrup. Like, you would would need some magic to beat that bagel sandwich from Chick-fil-A. You would. You can't beat it. It's, it's It's the undefeated champion. So... We're, I, we're, we're always going to be playing catch up on the actual players themselves as far as like the bans and ban enforcement and, and also you're always going to be playing catch up on the actual companies you know on, on the actual companies themselves why is it good 
because it's the perfect mixture you're eating the chicken and the egg together it's a chicken as well as the chicken's offspring it's literally it's literally a holy trinity of breakfast <laughs> I'm kidding kind of not but I, but I am kidding two factor is just for free to play accounts from what I understand it prevents banned people from just using a VPN unless they have multiple phone numbers yeah I get that I get that that's true that's a pretty low that's a pretty low hit that's helpful but that's not strong yeah it's helpful but it's certainly not strong you know yeah you're eating the entire family that's right you're eating the whole chicken family <laughs> uh East Coast Overlord. Do you think Adept Grandmaster weapons will be worth the grind? The normal versions will drop in strikes. I don't think they said that. I think they said Nightfalls. But anyway, Adept Trials weapons have not impressed. Unless they do something. No, I don't think so. If I look at what you can get right now in Trials, and then I'm like, am I going to want to run a Grandmaster for that? I'm going to quickly conclude, no, I'm not. I have, that's not, that is not even remotely a, a strong enough reward. It is not a strong enough reward, dude. Absolutely not. It needs to be, you know, significantly higher, uh, than that. Significantly higher than that. I, I would even wager to say they, they need to be doing more than just like, oh, you can get a, you can get an adept version. It, it there, there needs to be, there needs to be maybe some pizzazz, maybe an ornament, maybe, I, you know, I don't actually know. You can link five accounts to one phone number. Well, gee, many Christmas. <laughs> what in the heck? Um, I don't know. I, I, when I look at the, when I look at the stats and the facts and just like the fact sheet on adept weapons right now, I'm like, dude, I am never going to freaking go through a grandmaster for that. I'm not, I'm not going to go through a grandmaster from that. It's, it's barely anything. Right? I would rather try and go flawless than do a Grandmaster Nightfall. And I'm not kidding. I would rather try and go flawless. I would probably have more fun trying to go flawless to get an Adept Trials weapon than to run a freaking Grandmaster. Um, so, I don't know. The Adepts need more than a, you get plus three on all the other stats when you Masterwork it. You do realize that plus three does basically nothing. Like, it's not actually going to have an impact on anything. There's no measurable difference in your handling reload or anything with that plus three on all the stats. You're not going to be like, man, you feeling that plus three? You feeling it? You barely feel the plus 10 for crying out loud. When you Masterwork Reload, right, as, 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 a, as a Masterwork on a weapon, let's say you Masterwork Reload. Like, you barely feel it. You think you're going to feel a three? Come on. And then the mods, most weapons, right? Like, most weapons, you you already have a mod you like using. There's not some... There's there, Well, I'm going to use this Adept mod and get a slightly better version of that mod. No. It, they got to they gotta do better on the Adepts. I don't think, I don't think they're good enough. Uh, Dark Seraphim. Is this going to be enough to actually stop people from making cheats? Could the possibility of this working give Bungie a big head and slow them down from working on an actual anti-cheat? I don't... If, if Bungie were going to make an anti-cheat or implement an anti-cheat, I feel like they would have already done it. Now, maybe they couldn't. Maybe they couldn't because they made so many fundamental changes to the game in Beyond Light. They move things around with the scripts. They move things around with all kind of stuff. So the, the, the foundation of the game, the foundation of the game was completely and utterly changed when Beyond Light landed. And maybe that prevented them from having like a good implementation of 
anti-cheat, okay? So, the... If anti-cheat's on the way, then the hope would be, I don't know, Witch Queen or before, like, when are we going to get it, right? I don't think a lawsuit working would be like, hey, that really worked. <laughs> Guess we don't need an anti-cheat. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't I don't necessarily think they're going to make a decision in that way. I don't think they're going to look at, I don't think they're going to look at the landscape of their game and conclude that like, no, we don't need to do anything with respect to anti-cheat. That lawsuit did the job. Um, that's that's unlikely to be a conclusion that they come to I think that's unlikely to be a conclusion that they come to I would think that what they would do what they would do is probably say this is going to be something we have to do on a regular basis they continue to do whatever methods they have in place you know they they continue to you know ban people review accounts review reports and then when they're doing that they're also trying to use the two-factor against the people that you know have free accounts and you know and then also anytime these companies pop up they're they're gonna do their you know their best to shut them down legally i would expect that to be you know i would expect that to be kind of their approach you know going forward um you literally won't feel the boost. I thought you might feel it on recoil direction. Uh, move from even to odd. Mm, no, I don't think so. The odds are that the anti-cheat is currently in development, and this is the first step to clean up existing cheats and harden their system prior to development. Yeah, I mean, if they're actually, if they're if they're actually developing an anti-cheat I, I mean I like I said I could see it not working and not being able to land in beyond light because they made so many foundational changes they also I would think they're they're gonna want to get I would think they're gonna want to get some level of anti-cheat in place before crossplay hits they have made it very very clear that they want to do crossplay like that's something that they want to do on the horizon they've made that clear that's supposed to they're, they're supposed to try and do that um, I guess they're supposed to try and do that this year, you know, and if they, man, if they do that, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about a huge potential problem because then people are going to be like, well, I don't want to ever play in a blended lobby with PC. It's cheat city over there. You know, a lot of these guys literally ran, you know, happily ran to the new consoles because they could get the good FOV and 60 FPS and not have to deal with cheaters. A lot of these guys went to, you know, went to console for that, for that specific reason. And so I, you know, if, if I'm Bungie and I, and I have this, this, this big, this big long plan to, you know, to, 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 I've got this big long plan to implement crossplay and really, really start to streamline things. You would think they would be developing an anti-cheat for that. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't see them saying, "No, no, we can do crossplay and blended lobbies, and we'll just keep suing the cheating companies." Um, you know, and and we'll just keep, you know, we'll just keep, you know, banning people based off of reports and live verification. That, that's not going to be effective at all. If they genuinely have hopes and aspirations to push out a true cross-play, then anti-cheat needs to be a thousand times stronger, um, you know, a thousand times stronger than it is, because <laughs> it's virtually, seemingly non-existent. 
I used to laugh at Lono for never playing 30 FPS games. Now I see why I can never play at 30 FPS again. I'm telling you, it's one of those things that if you're used to it, you don't notice it. But if you go forward and you start playing at 60 or 120 and you try to go down to 30, it'll, it will literally give you headaches. I got, I got headaches playing God of War and Spider-Man. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, why am I getting headaches every day after stream? And it finally dawned on me. I'm like, they're 30 FPS games. I was going from a 120 Destiny. I'd play Destiny for a couple hours, then I'd hop over to those games. Dude, it would literally give me headaches. It hurt my eyes. Like, it hurt my brain. My brain was, was it was almost like it was a, there was a straining going on, you know, like reading in low light or something. Um, frame rate is cool, but it doesn't matter. Played Apex and D2 a lot. Saying frame rate doesn't matter is factually not true. Like, it may not matter to you in a subjective experience standpoint, but it actually matters. There's actual, there, there's technology aspects to aiming and aim assist uh, and, and target acquisition that increased frame rate is is going to assist with. It, 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 it's, it's factually untrue to say it doesn't matter. It does actually matter. Um, it has an influence over those things target acquisition and aim assist especially with the bullet magnetism and all of that that, that, that is tied and related to frame rate um, there's even elements of damage sometimes tied to frame rate with PVE weapons I mean we had all that happening with the 1k remember remember the 1k like there was something going on with with high FPS environments or something it was it was really really weird um, so yeah it does matter um, apex aim assist isn't tied to frame rate like destiny that's a destiny issue even I would even say target acquisition, target acquisition and accuracy, 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second. There's an actual objective difference between how many frames you're seeing, which will have an influence over the accuracy of your target acquisition for your snap aim, your flick wristing and all of that. Um, I, 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 I genuinely think you could break this down mathematically and say, no, 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 no. Frame rate actually affects it. Um, it affects your what you're actually seeing, an accurate representation of where the player is and where to aim. You literally have less frames to do that with. I, I can't see that not being uh, in, in effect and an influencer over the course of battle in those games. You ignore aim assist for a minute. I, 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 I think it matters. <laughs> it has to. Just by the way that those games run. Uh, it'll affect how I'll aim, but no engine changes are happening. Um, well, no, and I'm not even saying engine changes are happening. I mean, I'm just, you know, aim assist being fed more frames is, is it, it makes sense why it would work. There was a bug in the dungeon that insta-killed you if you moved too fast with high frame. That's right, and people would lower their frames to get through that when they were going for flawless. I remember that. The Torch. Without companies who do account recoveries, these cheats would barely be profitable. Are you ready to admit that recoveries are bad for the game? I think this is probably one of the most inaccurate uh, assertions I've I've ever read. Um, companies doing account recoveries, these cheats would barely be profitable. No, absolutely not. The, these companies are making tens of thousands of dollars and most of the people buying them are not doing re- re- recoveries that's not true um, recoveries are more than likely a drop in the bucket of the people buying the cheats I'm breaking down the logic of his statement guys I'm not saying that people doing recoveries don't use cheats they do I address that in my talk 
pretending that the primary economic flow of Fortnite and Valorant and Destiny cheats being sold is recoveries? No. Absolutely not. Like, these these cheats are being sold at in high volume, and most of those people are not doing recoveries. It just... No. It... it, it there's the, the amount of recoveries that are taking place is high. The amount of people downloading these cheats is astronomically higher. It's it's why it's such good business. I, I cannot see like if you suddenly shut down recoveries that all of a sudden these cheat companies would be like, yeah, we can't make any money all of a sudden. Yeah, we lost all those people that would buy them for recoveries. You know, like I, they're I don't know. I can't prove your assertion wrong. It just sounds really, really like not. It doesn't sound plausible to me. It doesn't sound plausible. I can't factually prove to you that, you know, my estimation would be 90% of the people downloading these cheats are not doing recoveries. I, I can't, I can't prove that now then Kane, I can't prove that to you. I, there, there's literally no way. Uh, one of the morons cheating commented and said he thought he was actually getting better at the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would go watch Astacross's video when he read the forums. Those people are not recoveries. They're kids. They're kids, or maybe not necessarily kids. Some of them are just people that think that they can cheat. They think cheating is fine. Like, they, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You are, you're free, I think, to make the assertion since I can't falsify it. I can't say, here's the stats. Um, I'm just going to tell you, I find this to be an, an implausible assertion. It doesn't seem plausible that the, the tens of thousands of dollars these companies are making are from the, what would be, I would consider to be a meager amount of people doing recoveries. Um, now you got to remember something too. One person can do recoveries all weekend and be cheating. And he's only bought the cheat one time. Does that make sense? That's, that's why I don't think. That's why I don't think um, that that they're the major consumer, because they buy it one time and they kind of fly under the radar because they're they're literally only cheating for like a weekend on one account and then they jump to the next one. So that's why they're able to fly under the radar because one random one random dude's account being a god for a weekend is probably not triggering any alarms. You should follow up if those numbers come out. We should follow up if those numbers come out after the lawsuit. Yeah, but the problem is, is that there'd be no way to know. They, they're not going to get that information. Like Gator Games isn't doing like a profile on people. Like, why are you downloading our cheats? And like, they're filling out a little survey. Yeah, like, look at what Weezy's saying. There's no recoveries in Riot Games. Like, that's not something that you can do. Nobody's getting their Valorant account recovered. So Riot's in on this, which means. A huge portion of people buying these cheats are buying them for themselves. I would say the overwhelming majority of the people downloading these cheats are doing it. They're downloading it for themselves. And again, you got to remember if, 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 if somebody's doing recoveries, let's call him, let's call him dumb, dumb. If dumb, dumb's doing recoveries, dumb, dumb can cheat on 20 accounts a week. And it's like, oh man, there's so many cheaters, right? Because you take a thousand dum-dums doing recoveries with cheats and you take a thousand dum-dums and they play on 20 different accounts each over the weekend. That's a lot of dum-dums, okay? 
The illusion, though, is that look at how many recoveries are cheating when really it's like a thousand dum-dums. It's not 20,000 dum-dums, it's a thousand dum-dums. Does that make sense? I should have chosen another name. Dum-dums isn't working. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I do think recoveries are bad for a game when the player base is unhealthy. I don't think recoveries are a threat to the game when the player pool and the player count is healthy. I think recoveries come in and they hit an already weak, shaky house of cards and everybody wants to blame recoveries. If there were 500,000 people playing Trials on a given weekend instead of like 150,000, if there were 500,000 people playing, recoveries wouldn't be an issue. They wouldn't. You'd run into them, but they wouldn't. you wouldn't be like, oh, they're ruining the experience. The reason that they get highlighted is because the freaking player base is in a very, very unhealthy state, so everybody wants a scapegoat. It's these cheaters, man. It's these recoveries. Look at these streamers, man. They're doing recoves. I just, I don't think they're the scapegoat. I really, really don't. You have to understand something. The only reason you know that they're a recovery is because you're checking their stats on a third-party website. It's not hurting your experience. The knowledge is hurting your experience. Okay, your your actual experience in the game, your actual experience in the game is only being damaged by your information. Like, oh, I, I know that there are actually bad players, but they're playing like gods, so they're recoves. The only reason you know that is because you check their stats. If there weren't recoves, there might be higher player count in the lists. I don't think so. No, no, no. Look at the trajectory of trials when it launched. The, the trajectory of Trials player counts was down, 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 The leading cause of those numbers going down had nothing to do with recoveries. It was low-card farming. It was low-card farming and the win requirement to spend your tokens. Those are the two leading causes for people to bail. They couldn't cash in their tokens because they needed to get a win first, right? They actually couldn't use them unless they got a win. Actually, I think they needed to get three. Did they need to get the game three? Whatever the win requirement was, and low card farming. Those are the two leading causes to the numbers of trials just absolutely plummeting like a rock after it came out. Recoveries rise to the surface when the player count gets low. That's, we, we've got it backwards. We always get this equation backwards. Player counts were high. Player counts start to take a nosedive because you need three wins to use your tokens and low card farming was rampant that's all I heard from the community was dude it's freaking low card farming city it's so frustrating it's so miserable it's so irritating like think about how many people were playing on console they weren't running into cheaters they might have been running into recoveries but they weren't running into cheaters and and that's where the most of the player base comes from it's from the consoles and the player base numbers still just absolutely plummeted I don't disagree with your logic. I disagree with you defending these trash bags that do recoveries. I mean, I'm not defending them, right? I'm not defending them. I'm simply saying it's not... I don't I don't get on the battlefield. I don't get on the battlefield and choose a side. I don't. They've, they've established a, 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 a product that's in demand, and if these companies want to enforce their terms of service and shut it down, it's up to them. It's not up to me to become, like, the judge over the situation and be like, you should not be doing that. I mean, that, that's not up to me. I'm not in charge of that. It's not my jurisdiction, right? It's not my jurisdiction. I, I, it's, you know... And, like I said, I think 
I think they rise to the surface and they're more, they're way more noticeable when you have 150,000 people playing trials after four days and you know, 250,000 will play Gambit in a 24 hour period. You know what I mean? You don't have to like it. I will never sit here and try and tell you that you should grin and bear it when you go up against a couple of point sixes and they're gods. I don't expect you to like that. Well, this is great. We thought we were going to have a decent game and these guys are recoveries. I do not expect anybody to like that. That's probably pretty tilting. You know, to be like, yeah, these guys shouldn't be too bad. They're point sixes. You know, we, we should have a pretty easy time with them. Everybody likes to scope out their team before they play them. And then they're gods. They're hitting every shot. They know the maps. They're clearly recoveries. I get why that feels like an absolute punch in the stomach. I totally do. I do. I Whenever I would play Trials in Destiny 1, we would get a couple of good games. We'd get the game three or four, and we'd hit that wall of better teams. And it was like, I'm not even on their... I'm not even, I'm not even remotely on their landscape of play. And I'll tell you what. The reason I kept playing is because the first couple of games were fun and I could play them. If those first couple of games turn into sweat boxes, because all the people that look like they're going to be easy games end up being recubs, I get why that feels like a gut punch. It's like, I can't even get a couple of good games in here. Again, it's because the player base numbers are low. If the player base numbers were high, you would run into those recoveries periodically. Periodically. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be constantly running into them. You, you, you wouldn't, you know? And I do think, I do think that what Brendan is saying is important. You would play them on their regular accounts, so who cares? People are just being babies. I don't necessarily say that they're being babies, but I think there is some wisdom to what Brendan is saying. A lot of these guys, before recoveries became a thing, they would literally go flawless all weekend long they loved it they just go flawless go flawless go flawless they'd rack them up rack them up they're in the playlist all weekend long so what's the difference if they're on their account you know noob killer or if they're on dumb dumb two thumbs account who cares they're in the playlist either way right now, when a playlist is matching based off of stats, that can get pretty problematic because you're supposed to be matching people with .6s and .7s because you can barely shoot the broad side of a barn and you're getting matched against recoveries, but that's not the way that Trials works. Right? That's not the way that Trials works. Trials is card-based. We're going to pretend there's no effect on matchmaking? It doesn't match based off stats and Trials. It's connection... It's connection-based plus card state. So if you're on game seven, game five, game three, whatever, it's trying to find people on the same card state. What's happening is you get into game one and two and the recovs on game one and two and they're recovs. And so you look at their stats and you're like, oh, this should be pretty easy. Just kidding. That guy domed me without, without breathing. Like I'm already dead, you know? And then people get angry because they're like, oh, I wish these guys weren't doing it. Because here's what happens. Here's the logic of the anti-recove thinking, right? I shouldn't have to play those god-tier players. These bad players would be in the player pool if recoveries weren't happening. I got news for you. I don't think that that's true. 
if there's 10,000 recoveries happening over the span of a given weekend, right? 10,000 players let somebody else play for them. I don't think if you could flip a switch and block recoves, I really, really don't think those 10,000 players would jump in, right? I, I don't think that they would. It's like you automatically assume this point six trash can would be in here on the weekend if they couldn't do recoves. No, they wouldn't. They're literally admitting that they wouldn't go in because they're not. They're having somebody else do it for them. The psychology of the player is well in hand. You can see from their choice that they would not, right? They would not be there. They wouldn't jump in the playlist. I don't think so. Now, would some would? I agree with Torch. Maybe a few thousand, right? The question would be is, how long do you think they're going to stay in there? How long? 10,000 recoveries. You flip a switch. They're no longer doing recoveries, okay? So maybe a couple thousand decide to go in and take a crack. We're talking about players that were paying somebody else to play for them. You think they're going to stay in there very long? No. I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're going to stay in there very long. The psychology of the players is readily seen. They're they're, they're they don't want to go in and lose and have a bad time. They might play a couple of games and bail. So this idea that like oh there'd be all these bad players in the playlist to pad it out. No. No. I think people waste too much energy and emotion and argumentation going after recubs when really what should be happening is Bungie should be making it so that funnel of players is full and then recubs become less of an issue. If Bungie would have made good decisions from the beginning about the card structure, preventing low card farming, being generous to people in those lower games, but extra generous on the back half so that people were not hanging out on the low card part of the farm, go back to the recipe that worked pre-Rise of Iron, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's on Bungie to incentivize the playlist to be full because that solves so many of these problems. So many of these problems. And, 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 we, and we look at recoves as if that's the reason everything's the way that it is. Bungie fumbled and bumbled trials horribly. They, they absolutely fumbled and bumbled it. And, and we want to look at recoves as if that pocket in the community is the cause of those woes. I just don't think so. Wolverine says, it hurts your card along with hurting your ELO. You're at diamond and you drop a game seven to bronzes who normally would have no business being there. Okay. I understand that that would be irritating. 100% be irritating to have your ELO hurt by playing against a a, a 0.6 who just domed you the whole time, but that's all off site. That's not, that's not, none of that is destiny stuff. That's not Bungie anything. You're not going to Bungie.net and looking any of that up. That's an offsite ranking that's an offsite ranking system that that people like to check because we love to see our stats and our numbers and we love to see them go up, right? So I, I, I it's it's hard for me to, to, to be like that's a legitimate reason that it's a problem. Because it's nothing it's not even in the game. Like if it was in the game if it was in the game, if Bungie had an internal ranking system, then sure, you'd be like, come on, Bungie, you can't let people do this. They're trashing the entire ranking system. I'm losing to a point six, and it's murdering my rank. It's not a point six. It's somebody on a recove. 
If there was an actual internal ranking system, I would actually probably be more on your side. I would. I probably would. I'd be like, it's genuinely part of the game. It's part of the game. It's something that Bungie's designed, and it's being damaged by recubs. It would be just like the cheating argument, right? The cheating argument is it's damaging Bungie's property. Bungie doesn't do this ELO ranking trials report thing. That's something that the community came up with. The community came up with that, and so it maybe that's one of the reasons they've never really gone the route of a true ranking system because they don't want to deal with trying to shut down recoveries because it's probably a nightmare to try to shut down. You know, because I, I, dude, I would be absolutely livid if I had a high rank, I was ready to roll over my rank, and I lose to some literal piece of garbage account that can't shoot two holes in a wall, and it's like it was a recov and it it just demolished my rank in my ELO it demolished it right like I would be ticked if I placed value on that and I worked on that and I like to see those stats and I like to see my diamond or whatever rank you know you have and you, you love to see that I would hate to have a recov hurt that but it's not in destiny so Bungie doesn't have a vested interest in caring about it because they're not damaging that that recovery is not damaging their property. You're just matching against somebody using a third-party site to check their stats, assuming they're going to be bad, they're not bad, and then you're frustrated. Now again, as you're saying, there's other things that it does. I actually wasn't aware that the way they did those ranking systems on those sites, I wasn't aware that they took that into consideration. Losing to someone with a much lower MMR than you would ruin you way more than losing to someone with equal skill. Right. So if they went to a true ranking system, then this would be a serious problem. And I'm not not like flip-flopping. I think recoveries becomes a more serious problem if you put in an actual ranking system. Because you're going to demolish people's records because you want to make some money on the weekend. You want to make some cheddar, so you're doing some recubs, and you're just destroying people's ranks because you're playing on some guy who is a like a literal like potato. The guy who is recoving would still be in there anyway, but the recovery would not. Nothing would change. Right. I don't think there's an equal exchange of player here, but I am I, I, I think I am being a little bit more sympathetic and empathetic to people having their 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 ranking and their diamond or whatever status. That getting hurt and damaged by this, listen, I get that. I would be like like I said, I would be right there with you, irritated as frick. Cause like that I didn't I didn't lose to a point six. I lost to a guy that's like a one one five who's a career player. I didn't lose to a to a dot six, you know. Going down by ten because I lost to someone on their own account compared to a person who is on another on a bronze is huge. Right. Right. If there if there was an in-game ranking system, it would be a bigger problem because they would be they would be hurting your rank by doing the recovery, right? The recoveries in in trials right now are, if there are problems with trials, that's got to be one of the lowest on the totem pole. Again, if the player pool was full every weekend, you wouldn't run into them nearly as often. It would be would be way less likely to be a lot more people playing. They're not filling the, they're not incentivizing the funnel to be full of players, and you're running into them more. They're rising to the surface, and they're. 
they're uh they seem more prominent than they are i think the same rule applies with cheating by the way i think if there was a crispy five hundred thousand in trials every weekend you would run into cheaters but it wouldn't feel like you run into them as often as you do now because there's a bigger buffer in the player pool there's more people playing they didn't properly incentivize people to play trials and the player base is dwindling and all these problems seem bigger than they truly are like cheating is a huge problem but like recoveries seems monumental because the player pool is so dadgum small you're either running into somebody who's going to give you a run for your money legitimately on their account or you're running into a recove if you're getting to game 6 and 7 that's what you're running into you're either running into a game that's going to be tough because it's a re- it's a real team re- they're on their accounts or you're running into a recove and when you run into the recove and they wax you it hurts your stats on those sites that you guys like to check and I and I I 100% am like, yeah, I'd be ticked too. I'd be pretty angry, you know. It'd be pretty annoying. My point is a larger issue being present doesn't mean smaller issues should get a free pass. I have always said that if Bungie feels they need to protect the game from it, then it's their job to step in and stop it. Like it's not I don't I don't find any any benefit coming from being like well let's call out wish you luck or anybody else and like hey you shouldn't be doing that like you know it doesn't I don't think that's beneficial I never I've never found that um, you know beneficial we can discuss it recubs when cheating is dealt with right right you know how many recubs do you run into that kill you with cheats that's the other question right that's the other question would recoves go down in quantity if cheating gets truly nixed right how many recoves are demolishing your stats and it's a it's a cheater you know what i mean it's it's i it's it's i i don't know i find the issue to be more complex than like they're bad for the playlist because i i don't i don't necessarily think they're bad for a playlist that's not matching you according to rank it's matching you according to card state and checking off-site ranking systems and getting annoyed by your stats going down is 100% understandable. However, it's not inside of Destiny, so it doesn't get a whole lot of leverage in the argument, in my opinion. If you stop cheaters, a lot less people can even do recubs because they don't even have their cheats. Right, the quantity of recubs would potentially go down if you could block a lot of these cheats. Sure, you run into Sam on the weekend, it's gonna suck. He's doing a recub, he's paying his bills, and he's going to hurt your rank, you know? He's going to cave your head in. But you're way less likely to run into them if Bungie fills the player pool with people. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like I don't know. You got to fill the player pool. I feel like you got to fill the player pool. Fill the player pool and get the cheaters out. Those I think those those are way more important. Way more important. Something Stubby says, you think maybe everybody is overreacting to the state of Destiny currently? They said this next year uh, they have a lot planned. Crossplay, DDoS, Transmog. Will it be the year we have been hoping for? You know, I, I've been saying that like it'll be a slow burn. I think as we get into the seasons and there's more to do, like I could see myself in the summer being like, "Hey, my lure is charged," and going and getting some of the stuff from uh, from the lure, and and that might make the game feel a little bit more full, almost like it's building itself back up. Does that make sense? They they do this in uh, in boot camp, right? They strip you down and then they build you back up. It could be 
that kind of a scenario that we're in right now. We've stripped the game down, and they're going to spend this year kind of building it back up. Um, there's no way to know until they start talking about what the seasons are going to look like. Are we going to get an actual activity, or is it going to be another prop up event in the public space? Like, I don't think we go very. I don't think we're going to have a very happy community if this entire year is public events. You know, like contact and, and the towers. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't think so. <clears throat> Shell says, I have been a console player uh, since D1 Vanilla, and I used to really enjoy Crucible and Trials of Osiris. I don't now, though. I never had to deal with cheaters, yet Crucible still feels so pointless. How big an impact do you think this will actually have on the PvP community? Well, there's multiple layers of problems with the Crucible right now. I think one of the foundational layers with the Crucible is there is no daily, weekly, monthly, seasonal, ritualistic purpose. There's nothing there. There isn't. You should have a rank with Zavala. There should be things you get as you level him up. There should be intentional grind for weapons. There should be rewards at the end screen that you can see. You need to bring back a ritualistic reason to play Crucible every single day. When you don't have a reason to ritualistically play, what happens? People play less, and the best players cannibalize the game modes because there's nothing for them to do. They have no ranking system to set their sights on. They have no aspirational thing to set their sights on. So what do they do? They stack, and they steam. And they stack, and they steam. Is that wrong for them to do? No. They're bored. They have nothing to set their sights on. If you don't give a ritualistic purpose, the daily, weekly, and seasonal ritualistic purpose, if it's absent from Crucible, this will always happen. The numbers will go down, and then the higher skilled players are going to beat the snot out of the playlist, and then the numbers go down because people get tired of running into them. It's it, it just it just keeps compounding itself. You need a system where the best of the best have reasons to play, grind, and and go in. I, I again, I think a true ranked and unranked system is the solution here because you give them something to set their sights on and focus on, and they're not constantly in the connection-based mode. They would go into the rank-based mode and they'd grind for the cool rewards, for the prestige, for the titles, for those ranks. I'm telling you, hardcore players that play Crucible and PvP, they would go for them. And then, the connection-based environment wouldn't have them in there all the time. Sure, they'd stack up and go over there to let their hair down. You do this, right? You sit in the hot tub for too long, and then you go dip in the cool, the pool to cool off, right? And then you go back to the hot tub. That's what ranked and unranked would look like for a lot of people. They go in, kind of sweat it out, get some ranks, get some wins, get some movement on their seasonal rank for some of those cool rewards, and then they go cool off in connection unranked connection based on ranked if you don't come up with a system like that we're always going to be in this in this conundrum of why are the numbers going down and why is the remaining player base so freaking sweaty <laughs> why because they have nothing else to do there's nothing for them to set their sights on their only joy in the crucible is to stack up and steamroll that's it there's nothing left for them to do you haven't given them for any you have to focus their energy essentially they are a force in the crucible they're here they've been playing for a very long time and you need them to focus their attention on something so they're not basically abusing the playlist they go anywhere there's no skill based and they just run everybody else off 
the same is true for Gambit and Strikes, by the way. We need a daily and weekly ritualistic reason to log in and play that's not a power grind. Got my milestones. No. We need significantly more motivation than that to log in and, and, and log hours in a, in, a, in a way that feels like a hobby. Right? In a way that feels like a hobby, th- th- there's, there's got to be there's got to be more driving people to play than just a power grind, you know? I, it's just, I don't know. That I think that's one of the things that would help the player base significantly. There would be more people playing. It's, listen, anytime you have a, a healthy crucible and lots of people are playing, everybody's having a really, really good time. The crucible numbers were at their best for the entire two months of Shadowkeep. Do you remember that? Do you remember my surprise every day? I'd be like, I can't believe the Crucible is still hitting a million players a day. This is insane. I've never seen that before. I've I've never ever seen that before. And then the next season rolled over and they made a bunch of changes and everything went downhill. The player base numbers suffered. Everything started going down. They fiddled around with matchmaking. Like there were there were plenty of there were plenty of players in those first two months. I'm not the first two months. I'm sorry, the two months of Shadowkeep. There was a, there was a lot. All the new light player. They, I don't know if the new light players just immediately left as soon as the new season started. I think it was more complex than that. I think there were day to day players that did not like when they changed those matchmaking settings in Season of Dawn. Season of Dawn, the player base numbers just they fell super super fast and the number one response we seemed to get from people was that they had messed with matchmaking and so they just turned it into a sweat box for the more committed players and that uh, that just generally doesn't work very well you just start losing folks they just end up leaving they just end up leaving you know and then your player base numbers go down 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 down, down. it's like a spiral staircase if less people are playing, matchmaking takes longer. If matchmaking takes longer, people get bored, and then they leave. They don't want to sit around and wait. And then they end up in matches that are out of region, and when you're matched out of region, you just waited a long time for a match that's terrible. So they quit too. Apparently there's still 540,000 uh, players in Crucible, so people are still engaged, but it's definitely not as good as last year. Usually the Crucible settles into a mid-500s to mid-600,000s. That's actually very typical. So the fact that it's at 540 is actually not that bad. Right now, it's 322. So, 24-hour report from Charlemagne, 322. That's, that's low. As soon as you drop out of the mid 400s, it's it usually is a de- it usually is just a free fall. It just keeps going down. If it can stay in the mid 500s and 600s, it almost like stabilizes. It like it kind of stays there. Once you drop below the mid 400s, it always feels like a free fall. It just keeps going. That's a pretty low number. That is a pretty low number. Like. 150,000 people played Trials over the weekend, and only twice that played Crucible in a 24-hour period. I mean, I I don't know. PvE usually settles into the 800-900 range, and we're right there, 855. Roughly a million players a day, you know? You know, a million, uh, roughly a million total in a 24-hour period. 
PC is almost the lowest it's been. Yeah. Dark Seraphim. Is all this cheating more of an activity structure problem? The more people get slapped down in trials or comp, the more tempted they feel to have to cheat to compete. I personally had uh, wished to a recovery because it feels so far out of my reach because of the difficulty. It's actually really interesting. Wishes in the chat. <laughs> um, so, okay. I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But I don't think this is necessarily something that you would legislate to. Well, it's too difficult. People are being motivated to cheat because it's too difficult. We should make it easier. Like that's that you can't really. This is like a non-starter. You can't go anywhere with this with this as your starting point. People are motivated to cheat because it's really really difficult. I mean, yes, but that's not a design problem or a structural problem. I will say. There is a logistical problem with trials that has the player base numbers being really, really low. And when the player base numbers are really, really low, you're more likely to, you know, run into the tough players. So you're going to just keep going down. You keep, you know, you're just going to keep going down, down, right? And so, I, if, if the if the player base was full then you know would you be coming to this conclusion right and let me ask you this question like if if the player base was full and you know there's 500,000 people playing do you still think that people wouldn't download cheats and go get them because it's still freaking hard to go flawless it's still hard to go flawless even if there's tons of people playing, even if Bungie does a good job of incentivizing the player base to go in there, casuals, mid lanes, and hardcores alike, they all go in there and they're all playing, okay? Does that suddenly mean that, like, you're going to be getting way less, you know, people downloading cheats because they're like, oh, it's so much easier to go flawless. I have no reason to download cheats now. I, I don't I don't generally I don't generally think that those two are as connected as maybe you're making them. I do think people tend to feel like it's futile, it's a waste, it's you know, it's it's bad, but I don't necessarily think that that is something you can take anywhere. You can't go anywhere with that. Like you can't make trials easier like well this will make the cheating go down. I I just don't think you can do that. underscore can Bungie just ban cheating IP address that doesn't really work because a lot of these people can just use VPNs so and nerfing IPs is starting to get a little dicey because a lot of the VPN services and even internet companies are having to recycle uh, IPs so you're going to run into some problems if you do this too much Um, there's a lot of cheating so people keep saying nerf shattered eye but it's the fragment that's broken well, every time it comes up, Shatter Dive's the buzzword because that's what they feel like they're getting killed by because, to be fair, it's what's killing them, right? Some stupid springy hunter jumps in the air and slams the ground and gets a triple. <laughs> like, it's hard not to be like, frickin' Shatter Dive, you know? It's harder to be like, that that fissures fragment or whatever the fragment is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... You, it's I. That's just generally how people communicate. I don't think people are necessarily being, you know, intentionally or stupidly like ignorant or anything. I just think it's easier to be like freaking shatter dive, shatter dive, shatter dive, and it's like, 
Well, Shatter Dive's actually pretty weak. The fragment makes the explosion range and damage kind of absurd. So that's why people are using the Glacial Grenade, just jumping in and getting triples and doubles because it kills every... It's like a miniature super. You know, if I can't do that with the grenade, then I look like... I look, I look just like those dumb titans that use Ballistic Slam. You know what I'm saying? You Ballistic Slam next to me, you're, you're just going to get shotgunned in the face. And I'm going to be like, ooh, that hurt a little bit. You know... Ballistic Slam is essentially the same idea. Now, Ballistic Slam uses your melee, which they could consider doing something similar here uh, to, to, you know, tone it down a little bit. You know, you just do it constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, You know, the danger would be, the danger would be that if they, if they nerf that fragment, then that's, that's going to affect PVE, you know? People are quick to jump on the hate drain rather than testing things themselves, like article headline readers who don't read the article. Yeah, yeah. Or like bloggers who think they're journalists, you know, that, that sort of thing. Shell, what are your predictions for the upcoming seasons? I don't really have any. I, I, like, I, have, I have a video about is the seasonal format working, and I talk about how they, you know, they need a centralized activity. Uh, they need to trickle the loot out and not give everything in the first month. And we need rotation. We need rotation of um, rotation of bosses, so that it always so that it feels like uh, it, it it feels like there's there's something fresh happening week to week. I think they need to apply those three principles. It needs to be an actual activity, not just some public space nonsense. Um, so. Drewski got so much hate from his Shattered Eye vid, he took it down. Oh no, embrace the hate. It's good for your metrics. Why would you ever take down a video that's getting you hate? All the comments and downvotes, just take it. Drink it in, baby. Like, come on. Accept that that's the world we live in. My Ikelos shotgun video, when I said it needed to be nerfed, I just soaked that in, dude. Give me those views, you dummies. I take it. I don't care. Click downvote all you want. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> 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 just drink that hate dude it's like a cool glass of lemonade on a hot day and they think it's me they think it's doing it's accomplishing something <laughs> next question from real king salty would it make adept weapons more appealing if they had a stronger masterwork or if the, you were able to masterwork something twice and two levels like a 20 stat well, you got to be careful here. You can go a little wild, right? You can't certain weapon archetypes. You can't let me do like you know, uh, twenty on range, like max my range or something. Um, you got to be careful with this. I don't have the solution. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be dead up honest with you. I don't have the solution for how to make adept weapons. You know, truly better and adept. Sometimes I just have to leave things in Bungie's hands, and I'm like, "This ain't enough." So go back to the drawing board. I don't have a, I don't have a great answer. Um, you know, I, it, there's a handful of things they could do to, to capstone. We talked about like an extra perk, uh, maybe an extra mod slot. You know, those would be things that would feel more capstone, but would actually have some level of an impact over how the gun performs. You know, right now, um, you know, it, it's I don't know it if. If you're going to chase something like that, it needs to actually, you need to be able to feel what it's doing, right? Giggity. You need to be able to feel what it's doing. I like, I'm that there's no one's going to feel a plus three stat bump, right? No one, no one, no one is going to feel that. You're, you, you aren't. Man, I, I got a plus three on my reload. No. What? No. I'm not, I, I'm not, 
I'm not I'm not going to feel that. There needs to be something that, you know, come with elemental burns. I mean, I could get down with that. I want elemental burns to return in general and let us, you know, let us change it the way we change armor affinity. So, like, you would grind for three versions of a weapon. I think Bungie could get a lot more capital out of their weapons if they did that instead of being like, there's one hand cannon with solar right now. I just think that that's stupid. Um, they already are suffering with a thin loot pool. Why magnify it by, by limiting where elements land? I, I, I've always thought that was one of the dumbest decisions they've ever made. Um... So, you know, adept weapons, whenever I get, I need to be able to feel it. Oh man, this thing's got an extra perk. This is awesome. Oh, this is dope. You know, but it's not game breaking. You know, it's not game breaking. I'm not, I'm not going in the crucible and two tapping or something like that. You know. Uh, techno. Could Bungie start using post-game stats to issue bans? Who realistically is going to cast more than five supers a game or have a 95% headshot accuracy? Well, there's got to be sort of, there has to be a flagging system somewhere. I don't think they're purely relying on reports. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are. It's hard to tell with them anymore. Um, There's got to be, there's got to be some level of, of flagging that takes place. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things like, it's, if, uh, if, if they're not doing that, then I don't see how they're ever, they're ever truly catching anybody unless people are being dutifully, dutiful to report. There's got to be some hybrid system here where there, you know, there's a, there's, there's a measure, there's a measure of like the, like, okay, this person hit this threshold, and then they did it again, and then they did it again. Okay, flag that account. Monitor, check what they're doing, are there any reports, and then ban accordingly. Um, you know, so if they don't have that system in place, I don't know how they're I don't know how they're ever banning anybody. I mean, it, it, the amount of false reports that probably come through, um, so there's, I don't know, we don't know because they're, they're 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 the way they talked about it. They they talked about how like they're they're using some sort of an anti cheat system in the background, and that anti cheat system in the background is is detecting certain things, and then it needs to be reviewed. Um, they have to be. I've run into a cheater spamming infinite colony shots and teleporting into the wall. Uh, Panda even matched him the week before I did. I. Th- how, yeah, how are you? I just don't understand how you're not catching that. All you need is an after-action report. You don't need to actually do any client-side checks. You just run after-action reports. You're like, okay, how many orbs of light did everybody generate? How many supers were popped? You know, how many heavy weapon? You know, am, how much heavy ammo weapon was consumed? How can you not run an after-action report? You know what I mean? I don't understand. That that to me would be like a a, a huge huge tipping point after action reports keeps tads on supers cast super kills heavy ammo kills i don't know how they aren't catching these people then counter-strike has a flagging system where top players can review a full vod of a suspected cheater and flag them to counter-strike staff for review we could use this yeah but we don't even have a spectate mode so that feels like a that feels like a pipe dream you know i we, we lack so many fundamental basic things in the game i don't that would be awesome but it, <laughs> I can't see them implementing that. I don't know. 
Eknor. Do you think anti-cheat is the only solution and Bungie needs to update regularly? Even competitive games like Siege are suffering after so many years of being on dedicated uh, servers. Well, I mean, obviously when Riot's also filing the lawsuit, you know that anti-cheat's not the only solution. I mean, (laughs) like, Riot's anti-cheat's extreme, and they're suing Gator Cheats as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're suing and they've got a they've got one of the better anti cheats probably and people are still getting past it you know there's an as i said at the end of my video there is an economy of cheating there is a there's an actual incentive to distribute make update cheats to make sure uh you know that they work um you know which is why I go back to why should I praise Bungie for going after the cheat makers when we still have zero anti-cheat. Nah, miss me with that. Right. I said earlier, Wheezy, it's possible they're working on an actual anti-cheat, but they couldn't put it in Beyond Light because so many fundamental systems changed. I don't know. Ashen Hollow. From a PvP perspective, what purpose does comp serve at this point? Doesn't even have pinnacle or unique rewards. You're getting at what I was talking about a little bit ago, man. You, you gotta have somewhere for people to focus their energy, and we don't have that right now. So they end up cannibalizing the game, not because they're bad people or because they, oh, they're mean. It's like, no, that's just, that's all there's left to do is to stack and steam. You know, just stack up and steam, like steamroll. That's all they're gonna do. Um... And how can you blame them? There, there, there's like literally, you know, nothing left. So we have expectations on the TWAB today. Uh, DMG says, setting expectations for today. Crucible and Gambit vendor updates, specifically the ways in which you earn reputation, reissued rewards for Moon and Dreaming or Dreaming City, uh, tuning for Shatter Dive slash Fissures, uh, future goals for stasis balance and PvP. That's going to be a good TWAB. That's going to be a great TWAB, actually. That should be solid. Um, yeah, we uh, we'll have we'll have plenty to talk about. It seems like on the roundtable. Um, you know, they're incredible at virtue signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's safe to doubt Bungie on all aspects. What if they prove they can do well? Yeah, they're really good at at, at, at using hashtags. Separately, the team is in active discussions on PvP, but won't have plans to talk about it this week. We will share more info in the future. Many thanks to all who have been sounding off the feedback. As always, keep it coming. There you go. He blocks you on Twitter. I mean, that's his MO, right? He, that's what he does. He blocks people. That's how you, you're, you're a very, you know, communally uniting presence when you block people on Twitter. It, it's, 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 uh, it's not divisive at all. Uh, Moped, since Salty asked, what if you could infuse adept versions into a better role and make that adept? It would be nice, uh, it would be make those mods more useful. I don't like getting down into the minutiae of systems and, and suggestions like this. It just gets muddy, because it's like, I don't even know what exactly, like, infusing an adept version into a better role to make it adept. So what you're saying is, oh, I got a god role, but it's not adept, I want to make it adept. No, I fundamentally I think that system undercuts the whole purpose of an adept. You got to go get it. Now, you got to give people the opportunity to be really really intentional um because if not, you know, you're going to be you're going to be facing this desire even more. Like, man, I just can't get a good version or whatever. So, 
Techno Tyrant, should people with higher MMR and older accounts have reports prioritized? There is still a measure of player skill in the game for comp, so Bungie has more metrics of player skill. I mean, if you're getting those little messages that are like, hey, we took action against an account that you reported, you're, you should be on a list of like, reliable reporter. You know what I mean? The the screaming 13 year old that reports literally everybody who snipes them that guy's reports should literally like go in a trash can like yeah sure they are yeah sure they are thanks bud yep right here you know the complaint department box like his report should just be going right into the trash bin there's no reason to even even consider that dummy he's literally reporting everybody but if you if you're if you're getting those little messages that are like, hey, we took action against this account, and you're getting them, you know, on a regular basis, you know, Weezy's saying I get them almost twice a week, you know, I, you your report should hold more weight. Like, let's call you a five star reporter. All right, you're a five star reporter, and you and ten other people that are three, four, and five star reporters all are submitting those reports. Well, that guy should immediately get looked at. His resume should go to the top of the stack. We got to look at this guy. Holy crap. Lots of people are reporting him and they're really, really reliable. Why are you calling me out? Reports Lono. (laughs) Right. You know, I don't know if they have a system like that. I don't know. A guy messaged my buddy saying he reported him for aimbotting on console. Yeah. Like I said, just a screaming 13 year old. Everybody that domes them is a cheater, you know? A five-star snitch. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that I think they could come up with some sort of an internal system of weighting reports based on people's reliability. Because you are going to have those dummies that just literally report every single, you know, every single person, and and those people aren't helping. They're cluttering up, you know they're 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 cluttering up the the reporting system and wasting people's time so well we're gonna keep going live we're not we're not uh, we're not shutting down or anything but if you're listening to this recording elsewhere you can always get to my youtube channel where i do live streams by going to sntrlive.com and if you're on the other site you know you can click on over there's stuff in the description below as always if you're watching or listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe